Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making a better Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Sunday, the NFL and CBS features teams making their final push towards the playoffs. With many of you seeing a clash in Cleveland with the Ravens and Browns. Or Pittsburgh against the Jets at MetLife. It's all starting with the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. Doing more is brought to you by the Home Depot with everything you need to do projects smarter, faster, and easier. Welcome to today's Home Depot. How doers get more done. The guy that's doing more for his team. How about Drew Brees? 540 career touchdown passes, moving him past Peyton Manning for first place in NFL history. 29 of 30 in the game tonight. Ridiculous. I mean, what did you say he had in terms of yards, Mafia? It's just unbelievable. 307 yards. 307 yards, four touchdowns. He's the player doing more this week, brought to you by the Home Depot. All right, 855-212-4CBS is our toll-free line, brought to you by GEICO. Great news, you could save a bunch of money if you switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. Just so you know, Mafia, it was a big night in the NBA. I know Jay was talking about it, but a really good one going on right now in Phoenix. The Blazers and Suns, 104-100 Blazers. I actually took them on the road in this one. There's about 445 and rolling left in the Valley. McCollum's got 36-5 and for the Blazers. Big Frank Comiskey, 17-5-5 and for the Suns. The Wizards winners tonight over the Pistons, 133-119. Bradley Beal had 35 and 10 dimes. The Raptors blew out the Cavs, 133-113. Norman Powell, 26-6-5, a household name. Mavs stunned the Bucs and end their winning streak. The Zinger, Porzingis, with 26-12 and four dimes, 120-116. Mafia, they played without Luka Doncic in that one. Did you think for I took him with the spread? I didn't think they'd win. I'm very surprised they even covered without you know Luca the way he's been playing this year. I thought they had no chance against the Bucks, and then even the way that Giannis you know killed them somehow they shut down the rest of the team enough to get the win. So Thunder 109 106 over the Bulls as the Thunder squeak by Chicago covered Zach Levine at 39, Chris Paul at 30, 10 and eight almost a triple double. The Rockets uh, barely over the Spurs by two. They were laying 10. I hit that both ways. LaMarcus Aldridge had 19 and 13 boards for the Spurs. Rockets, Russell Westbrook, 31, 10, and four. And the Grizzlies beat the Heat 118, 111 as uh, Valanciunas had 21 and 10 boards for Memphis. Heat were decimated with injuries. Jimmy Butler still had 25, but they lose in Memphis off Beale Street. 
All right, uh, time for Greg Bell, our good friend from the uh, terrific Tacoma News trip. Covers the Seahawks. He's been on a bench a million times. Merry Christmas, Greg, and Happy New Year to you. This is uh, one of my final two shows of the year, so I wanted to get that in before we do anything further. Thank you, Scott. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you. I appreciate that. So uh, I hope you have a great holiday with your family and a, a terrific uh, time with your friends and everybody else during the holidays. So, um I, I just cannot believe, I guess I can actually believe that Josh Gordon uh, has failed another drug test. I think that, and you guys get the tail end of it because he's already done it all everywhere else. Now he goes to Seattle. They welcome him with open arms. Uh, they Everyone's concerned about him everywhere he's ever been. Everybody loves the guy. Everybody thinks so highly of him, and they wish for nothing but the best for him. I get all of that. But it's all a bunch of nonsense because this guy just continues to fail drug tests, and I don't care what he's doing. He's finished in the NFL. I would think so. This is the eighth time now, Scott. He's failed. He's been suspended at some either by the league, overlapping with the Browns, or in some form or fashion, eight times, two times in the last twelve months by the NFL. Today was for both substance abuse and performance enhancing drugs. So it's willfully, obviously, and he played that game yesterday in Carolina at a fifty-eight yard catch for big deep downfield play of, of as a Seahawk that knowing he had failed the test he took the test obviously before today and and just by taking the test he assuredly knew he was he had failed it i tried to talk to him after the game yesterday in charlotte and he said i'm not answering questions he was very quiet and subdued i he he was really trying to get a new start in the pete carroll's environment as you mentioned uh, a lot of nurturing and bonding out here with him and their teammates invited him to their homes for Thanksgiving when he was new to the city, and he really wanted this to be a new start. He mentioned last week to us that he wanted to sign a new contract after this season and stay in Seattle, and he'd hope he finally found a new home. But I'm not sure how many more chances he has now. It's an indefinite suspension. Uh, he's going to have to abide by the NFL's substance abuse treatment program, which means going to their counselors and their seminars and their testing protocols and all of that to rehabilitate yet again. Uh, I, I don't know how many more appeals or things he could make to to prove to the NFL that he deserves yet another chance. I'm not, I'm not sure right now if he's going to get it. He's uh, finished. He's not getting any more chances. I mean, uh, it's just over. Like, how many chances they've given him? Everybody and their brother, they rolled out the red carpet for this guy. The league, Goodell. Because everyone uh, likes him. I get all that. That's wonderful and cushy and everything and so lovey-dovey. But the bottom line is, I cannot believe with all of the support and all of the things you just talked about that everyone extended their hands and open arms, their homes, everything, doing everything humanly possible to keep this guy on the straight and narrow. And he literally, I mean, the bottom line is he's a junkie. Well, we're not sure what the substance is that he abused this time. He's had a history with marijuana and some alcohol. Uh, we don't know what the test is, a confidential test. We don't know what he failed. I will say one thing about the NFL's policy and how they go about this, though, that is subject to debate. He is not, by the terms of this suspension, Scott, not allowed to be around the Seahawks facility, not allowed to be around the team or any team personnel at all. Right. So, so you're taking what, what family unit he has right now in the league, the, what he was trying to bond with and nurture and have support with, you're taking that away from him. He's doomed. You're telling, you're telling him at the league, you're telling him, okay, now it's on you to make sure you abide by our terms of our program and you're cut off from your team. So – I'm not. 
they have their reasons for having the test and the program that they do and the NFL Players Association has agreed to it and ratified it. But I'm saying there are probably better ways to handle someone who needs support than to cut him off from the support he has. This, this is like, uh, Greg Bell with us, this is like, and let me just be emphatic here, this is like putting all the drug dealers or the, uh, you know, everyone that sold crack or anyone that was popped in the 80s and 90s, they put them in prison for the rest of their life. Uh, instead of rehabilitating them, they just put them all in prison. If you were caught with an ounce of weed and you had had, you know, two stings, your third pop, you're done for life. Uh, Bill Clinton, three strikes, you're out. This is exactly that. This is taking a guy that needs help more than anyone in the world and saying, you're not allowed to go anywhere near anybody. You're screwed. Good luck. And this guy is doomed. It would seem so that he needs the Seahawks, who frankly brought him in when nobody else wanted to. They were the 28th team. <laughs> 27 other teams passed on him after the, the Patriots put him on waivers for their reasons. And so the Seahawks were the one to give him another chance. And Pete Carroll is one that will do that and thought that he could get something out of him. And, and, and all of that, it, they have to now walk away from him after having him for the last six weeks. And uh, we'll see. I, it depends on the reinstatement, when he could get reinstated. He's due to become a free agent in March. His contract ends here after the end of the regular season and playoffs. To say his future is in doubt is an understatement, and he's only 28 years old. So, uh, Greg Bell, uh, now you have uh, Turner, Moore, Brown, uh, Ursua, Tell me, uh, uh, of, of course, Lockett, Metcalf, and um, and this guy, uh, the Ursua guy, if I if I mispronounce it, he uh, no, they, right. they they've put him out uh, uh, to pasture. They don't even play him basically. So, uh, are, what are they going to do now? Because I heard you know Carroll say this isn't about a blow to our offense. This is about Josh. But let's get past all that nonsense because it is about your offense now. This guy let you down, and you got to do something about it. Well. He only had six catches in the six weeks he was here. The first four of those catches were slant routes on third down for five and six yards for first downs, but short routes. And then a 12-yard down route against the Rams the week before this one. So it wasn't like he was an integral part of their offense. He was a threat they had in their back pocket, but they hadn't really unleashed him yet. And they talked about the need to have more downfield throws and that the Tyler Lockett has been coming off a shin injury and been really sick for the last three weeks, had not been himself until yesterday when he breaks out with a big game, 100-yard game yesterday. But they were talking that they needed to get Gordon more involved in the offense down the field to see if he still had the big play capability. So they had not really done that yet. Yesterday, as I mentioned, was the first time he had a catch beyond 12 yards, 58 yards, diving, the splendid catch. Right. Set up the third touchdown. But that was the first time we'd seen any of that. Now you're going to have to have a guy like David Moore step back into that big X receiver type role, the big physical guy on the line of scrimmage that Gordon was going to be. But Gordon, he only got 25% of the snaps yesterday anyway. So it's not as though he was in the middle of that. Lockett is rebounded and healthier. That's going to help the passing game in the offense. Metcalf has been splendid, but has also put the ball on the deck in the last month. Uh, and, but they, the, the, the physicality, he's a mismatch for anyone that lines up against him, including in the playoffs. So it's really still Lockett and Metcalf, and then there's the guys like David Moore, Jerron Brown that need to step down into the role of Josh Gordon, and, and we'll see if they do it. 
just a team that still needs to run and wants to run the ball more than anything. Chris Carson, another career high day yesterday, 133 yards. Right. I've talked on your show before, Scott, that this team cannot throw the ball unless it does run because they're off, how their offensive line is built and constructed. Do you think Greg Bell, the great rider from the uh, Tacoma trip, uh, do you uh... – Honestly, though, I have to just say one other thing about Gordon. Like, you know, yesterday with the 58-yard uh, hoist, that was, like, really what they would like to do with him, I believe, in the postseason was, you know, right. un- unleash him then because they were bringing him in kind of little by little and then seeing how he's doing, I'm sure, health-wise, physicality-wise. And then you go deep with him on the road in, in Carolina and you strike gold. Don't tell me they weren't going to start throwing deep roots to him 20-plus, 30-plus yeah. in the postseason. Yeah. So that screws that plan up. Yes, it does. And and Lockett has been a deeper threat in the past, but teams have been taking that away lately. Minnesota played a lot of two-deep, cover-two zone, and that's why the Seahawks ran it 43 times for 200 yards in season highs. Lockett's been saying that teams are scheming against his deeper routes. It, you're right. They were going to absolutely intending to use Metcalf more in that role, and we'll miss him now doing that. Again, though, they won't throw them all down the field or have time to, especially against better defenses and teams in the playoffs, if they don't run the ball first with Chris Carson. So uh, tell me what you thought, Greg, of their performance in Charlotte. Very uneven. We both rushed them in the first half. I thought that that Carolina team looked like it quit in the very first defensive series. A team that has lost six in a row, five and nine, fired its ghost, lost its franchise quarterback, took every bit of somebody who wanted to be on Christmas vacation or off season already. And then the defense let them back in the game. They overran and overpursued a lot on fly sweeps that the Rams had beat them on. Carolina used a lot of fly sweeps they don't often do as a copycat of what the Rams succeeded in. And then that freed up Christian McCaffrey inside later in the game. But still, that they get the defense got three interceptions, two by KJ Wright, one by Bobby Wagner. The offense had only three points off those turnovers. They went with nothing in quarters two and three when they could have buried them. It was a twenty to ten game when it should have been about forty one to ten late in the third quarter. Uh, then after it was a thirty to ten game with seven minutes left, Bobby Wagner was hurt. Quandre Diggs went out. He's been brilliant since the trade from the Lions at safety. They had six rookies on the field at one time on defense, Scott, in the final five minutes of that game. Carolina scored two touchdowns in about a minute and a half and made the score look a lot closer, 30-24. to 24. But they can't win in the playoffs if their offense disappears for two quarters of a game like it did yesterday. Greg Bell, uh, let me ask you lastly, uh, they play uh, Arizona this week up there in Seattle. And it's like, whatever, nine and a half. I mean, the first time they played them, they beat their ass in Phoenix 27-10. What do you anticipate in this last game? What kind of business do they have to uh, deal with uh, going into this one? Well, they have clinched the playoff berth already, but they can win the NFC West. And yet they could if they win the last two games, depending on how it falls. If it's a three-way tie with Green Bay and New Orleans at three losses, the Seahawks would be the number one seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The only three times they've made the Super Bowl is as the number one seed in the NFC. That's how important it is. Teams don't want to come out here in South Alaska in January in sideways rain and 35 degrees to play. That's what they're playing for the next two games. I'm surprised the line's 10, 9.5. I know it was 27-10 in the first game, but that was Kyler Murray's third or fourth career start. Seattle doesn't play blowout games. That's just not what they do. They, they play a style that limits possessions, runs the ball, and then they have given up 
big leads. <laughs> they have kept teams that are not nearly as good close to them throughout games. They won by one point against Cincinnati in the home opener. They, they don't – I would be surprised, frankly, if it's a double-digit game. The Carolina – Arizona, excuse me, always plays them tough defensively. I know they've changed with the new coaching staff and not blitzing as much as they used to, but I'd be surprised if this is a blowout. And it's going to set up a battle royale in the final Sunday night of the season. Probably going to become flexed in the primetime game of San Francisco coming up here for, for the NFC West title on the line. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Listen, it uh, will be. yeah, it's going to be fantastic. That'll be the difference between potentially a one seed and a five seed. The loser of that game may end up as a five, having to go on the road to start the playoffs on the first weekend versus number one in a bye. And that would be to Dallas, right? Correct. Right now, that'd be Dallas. Depending on what happens with this Dallas-Philadelphia game in the NFC East, but right, right. now, yeah, the, the the five seed would go to Dallas. Yeah, and that, and that doesn't sound fun because Dallas can actually score and move the ball. They got a great offense. I don't know what's wrong with that team. They're whatever seven-seven now or whatever it is, but there's something wrong with them because you don't put up that kind of offense and numbers and quarterback numbers and everything numbers and passing and running, and then you never win. I mean, they finally won yesterday, but they're a very hard team to gauge or, or to trust or to believe in. I got a real problem with them. Great stuff as always, Greg. Again, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I love you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I was going to talk. Happy holidays. All right. Uh, Greg Bell up at the Tacoma uh, News Trip. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right. So I'm looking at uh, college basketball uh, going on right now. The Gaucho, Santa Barbara, and Idaho State tied at 63s. Uh, it's going to overtime. And um, I, I had Santa Barbara in that one. And then I took Idaho State in the seventh spot. See if they can hang in overtime. Also, uh, Loyola Marymount up 55-45 on Davis. I took them as well on the road at Davis. Texas Tech 71-65. I hit Texas Tech to win, and I had Southern Miss in 21-and-a-half. They covered easily. They lost by six. Valpo I took against Charlotte. They lost. Charlotte beat them by 10. And um, uh, Pitt was a nine-point winner over Northern Illinois. I had Pitt to win Northern Illinois. The Huskies by uh, 11, and they lost by 9, so they covered as well. Kent State I went with on the road out at uh, Irvine, and they lost by 6. They were getting 1. And then let's see what else we got going on here. Tulane I had, but they didn't uh, cover. They won by 11. They were laying 15 to Alcorn. And then Murray State I had laying 17. They won 74-38. That's a double cover. And then uh, let's see what else. Evansville gets beat by Jacksonville State. I lost that. 85-59, Jacksonville State's third win of the year. How do you lose to them? Honestly, do you, what are you, sleepwalking? Unbelievable. I just hit the Blazers, 111-110 over the Suns outright in Phoenix. Cover. And then UTEP, I laid 16 against North Carolina a and and they covered. 72-54, so UTEP gets it done, and I'm riding that uh, Loyola Marymount. I took uh, 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 Santa Barbara to win that game as well uh, against Idaho State. We'll see if they can get it done in overtime. By the way, uh, the TVs are now going out because it is snowing ass and uh, freezing rain here in New York City. It is miserable outside. I don't know if you knew that or not, but... You know that once the TVs go out, it's time to realize that we've got a problem outside. Carver High, uh, are you hearing about any kind of ice going back to the Strong Island player? Seems like that's a bit of the forecast here for the next 24 to 
36 hours, right? right? It's just a... It's going to be a clear 30-hour like rain. A wintry mess is what they like to... A wintry mix is what they you like to... You know this guy, uh, these guys, let's just say, uh, I'm not going to name names, but you know the guy on ABC that does the weather? That little dude? And he's like Mr. Pretty Boy and everything. And he's always... They got him on there like every 10 minutes doing the weather, like at, you know, 4, 5, and 6. Have you ever seen him? And uh, he makes every single storm. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's one inch or ten. This guy literally acts like the world's ending. Like bucket, you know, the hatch is down. You run for your life. Get go to the store. Get water and bread. Uh, you're doomed. The your trees are gonna come down. Your house is gonna blow away. Your children they're gonna cancel school. I mean, it's going to rain for a day, and a guy, uh, today, when I, he even said Wednesday's going to be windy, like 30-mile-an-hour winds, like the world's going to end, the the whole city's going to blow away because it's 30-mile-an-hour winds. What is with this dude with his over, like, hyped weather? Like, it's we're supposed to get one inch of snow and then 24 hours rain, but he, he's acting like we're getting six feet of snow and the whole world's ending. I'm sick and tired of him. I want to punch him in the face. Because this is what this is the way that you get ahead in that business now. In the, this is lie. In the meteorologist business now. The idea to get yourself separated from the rest is you got to be a little over the top. You got to give a little extra. You got to really push, strike some fear into people when you're talking about weather. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. You got to have a little personality. When this low hits that high. You just watch it. You see a lot of hand when movement. When that dry a air. Of, a lot of, um, yeah, that, that's when that cold, need. dry air hits that rain, that low. That's, it, that's what it's all about now. It's about taking it up another notch and really making those people run to the these supermarket and, and get the eggs and the shovels. I mean, right? and just get it all. This all. These people up in Ulster County had better lock it down because you're, I mean, tornadoes. Bad situation coming. One inch of snow, maybe. Don't and that's eat. It. Everything now is maybe, too. Nobody can ever give and they give you the range. Could be an inch, could be a foot, because they know that they're always wrong. So they got to make sure that they got that gray just, area I'm for I'm so you. sick of this guy overdoing the weather. Like, it's going to rain for 24 hours. The guy, he literally told me today, school closings, travesty, traffic pileups. Uh, now, now, I get cars completely, I get, ditches. I get completely different weather than you. Like me, like you in North Jersey and me in Long Island, we yeah. got com- two complete. Like a couple weeks ago, you said you had like six inches on your Easy. front lawn. I had nothing. nothing. I didn't have a thing. So we get very different weather. Right. The two of us. You think we get worse weather, right? I think we do. I think you do because you're more inland. Right. It depends on the worse. storm. Like certain storms will hit us and then go north, and certain storms kind of go underneath us and just. Go all over Long Island. I hate everything. I hate storms the that come there. up the coast, like your, you know, your, you know, your hurricanes and things like that. I think that probably hit Long Island. My buddy told me he's going to uh, Chicago for Christmas. I'm like, Why? there's another hell on earth. They're just asking for trouble. I mean, it's just like that. Not only is that asking for a miserable, freezing cold, just dire weather situation, but also the uh, old. Uh, delay at the airport coming home type place, right? Like, you go to Chicago, anything could happen. You'd be at the airport. You ever seen these people sleeping in the airport for 24 hours? They reek. I just, honestly. What a miserable situation. Oh, God. You see me, I'm with you in Vegas. If we're if it's 20 minutes over the flight time, I'm cussing. I lose it. So, remember when I used to drink all the Starbucks, too? Like, I drink, like, 50 of those caramel fraps. Yeah, that was that was always good. That's what got me pre-diabetes. I don't even drink it anymore, ever. It's the worst. Now I just drink straight, unleaded. I drink just black coffee now, and it just gives me Rhea. <laughs> I'm telling you.
It's the worst. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. So anyway, um, the uh, TVs are now completely out, so it just must be just raging outside. So oh, all the games are done anyway. I guess. Remember when we used to watch porno in the other uh, job? No, I never did that. Well, I did, and it was great. We always we had, had porn stars live, but we did that too. Remember, we had like six TVs going in there. Yes, couldn't and, see half of them unless you had like binoculars, but you still had six of them. Listen, we had six. I had six games going every night, five games and one uh, porno channel. So it was, it was just way better than this place with their bunk ass two televisions. Are you kidding me? How about the TV stack they got out in the newsroom with a giant pole going down the middle of it? You can't even see the TV. Like, uh, nice job setting that up behind the, like, it's like they put it behind a pole. Like, I mean, it's like putting your television set behind a telephone pole. And more than half the time you come in here at night, like, half the TVs, there ain't even games on them. I mean, you come in and they got, like, you know. TNT old classics. An old TNT movie from the NBA game the night before. So TNT was left on all day, and then it's still on the next How do you night. work at a sports network and there's not every game going? I, and there's, like, you know, horseshoes Do you think ESPN has on? that problem with, uh, like, they no. probably have every game going? One channel has horseshoes. Another one has darts. I'm surprised just... we even have TVs. Seriously. Because... The dish up on the roof, they got it pointed towards uh, the North Pole. Santa Claus is in charge of our signal. It never works. If it rains, we get no TV. If it snows, we get no TV. I mean, literally any rain. If it rains a little, if it's drizzling, we get no TV. I'm just being honest. I just want to, you know, get this out there so everyone knows what we're dealing with here. And that, I mean, that's nothing compared to the casino cigarette smoke we got in the building. The, you know, nothing like the breaking the law. Love that one. Just against the law. But we got the guy chain smoking in the studios. Can't get enough of that. You think that covers the problems we're having around here? You know, in terms of like the TV signal and the cigarette smoke? I could probably find a few more, but sure, if that, we could stop that. <laughs> Just leave, leave it at that. Billy in St. Louis. Billy. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hey, dude. I'm a big fan. I was listening to the show last week, and I heard someone talking about the Bills, and you guys were – you guys. I heard you guys aren't a fan of the Bills, but – No, you you I'm must be stoned. I mean, Carver Hodge is the biggest Bills fan in the world. Um, he, this is the best – this is probably the best offense I've seen since the, since the 2003 Patriots. Yeah, slow down with that. I, like, did he just say that? I was on the phone, but what did that gentleman he say? He just said the Bills' offense is the best offense he's seen since the 2003 Patriots. Yeah, I think that did clearly he's just screwing around. I mean, he called up to have fun. Um, I'm the biggest Bills homer that you can find and anywhere. And I'm, I'm actually not having any fun at all with him. Uh, and I'm, you know, I would never say that. Their offense he also said we weren't Bills fans. You well, are. I mean, he's just an idiot then. The guy doesn't listen to the show. That's where it comes down to. That's basically where it comes down to. If you get a call up and make a statement like Did that. Did you hear the guy? You don't listen. You weren't here Friday. Uh, neither was I. Neither oh, were you. When when were you out? The oh, whole Wednesday, week. Thursday. I don't, I don't remember these things. I can't even remember to do the commercial. Right. So here's what happened. Mafia, you know the story. Do you know the story about the guy that tweeted me? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that not the one that took the cake for the whole year, 2019? I, I did see you tweet that, the guy that said, you know. Did well, you like my tweets? Because I, I never. I believe that you're, you're taking the rest of the year off. And, yeah. And you got, uh, like. No, no. It, it's way better than that. The guy literally wrote me to tell me he's the biggest fan of the show, right? 
Did he not do that? He said, I'm a huge fan of yours. I love the show. But I got to tell you, and this is not word for word verbatim. This is just basically what he said, because I, I don't remember. But he said something to the effect of, you're, I, I'm your biggest fan. I love the show. This reminds me of Eminem's Stan. You remember the song? Remember the guy? Remember the guy blamed uh, he blamed Eminem for all of his problems. Slim Shady, right? He said, "I'm your boy Stan, and you can tell me anything. I met you at the concert with my brother, and you know you wouldn't sign my jacket, but that's okay. I still love you anyway. Remember that song? So anyway, this guy says to me, "Listen, I'm your biggest fan. I love you. You're the greatest thing ever. But I gotta tell you, you're taking off two straight weeks." At Christmas is that draws the line with me I'm I'm done I am done with you and he said you know what if you don't like your job then you should quit because you are disgusting for taking two weeks off in a row mafia when is the last time that I didn't take Christmas and New Year's week off since you've known me in 15 years every year that I've worked with you taking those two weeks off I, I, most of the people in the industry do. But I, no, no, listen, I have taken off every Christmas and New Year's week for the, since you've known me because I save up my vacations just for that fact because I don't want to work the last two weeks of the year. That's just it. Just like the rest of these suits around here that don't do anything. But here's the difference between me and them. They don't do anything for the whole month of December but drink and go to parties and make and you know and, and you know do all their nonsense and make money and i show up every night and do the show right am i wrong and then so like am i entitled to like it's so funny to me i've had this conversation with you on the air i say this all the time listen i am 54 years old i have done this for 35 years in a row am i entitled to some g damn days off it, would that be all right with everybody? You know, I learned from the best. I said this in the tweet, too, didn't I? I learned from Howard Stern. He taught me really well. You need to recharge and take off time so that when you do do the show, you give it everything you got and you're really good. And you're lubed up and primed and ready to go when you are there, right? So the difference between me and him was he got like 12 weeks off a year and he works like three days a week, right? That's genius. That's the stuff of genius, Try doing that around here, they'll chop your hands off. So what I did was, I, every year I take off Christmas and New Year's week. That's all there is to it. I, every year, it's the first thing I do is put in for that, right? I just always do it. And I got some ass hat, and I called him a few other things on the, uh, so if you wanted a problem, you got it, bro. Because I gave you what I really think of you, and I even, uh, was that the first time you've ever seen me do some filthy stuff on Twitter? Since we've been here, yeah, absolutely. I, I did the full male organ. With word, I gave him a full uh, D wad. Did I give him a D wad? You did. Did I bring out the uh, J off? I brought that out too. Lots of terrible language. That's great. I just wanted to say, uh, mind your own Pharrell and business, okay? Don't tell me when to take off, okay? Here's some more bad news for you. Tomorrow's my last show of the year, okay? So chew on that fat face. Jesus Christ. I couldn't even believe I got that tweet. I'm Stan. I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> you loser. I don't care what you think of my vacation. I don't care what you think of me, dude. I'll beat your face. I got to tell you, I never eat in the studio ever because they put on new um, counters in here. I would never eat in the studio.
But um, I always try to have a bowl of clam chowder every day. And uh, I would never eat in the studio. I wonder where they came up with the money to put in the new counters and everything in here. Where did you where do you think they came up with that money? I mean, there's no money, is there? So where did they get the money to put the new counters in? What was wrong with the old counters? There was nothing wrong with them. Mavia, did you see anything wrong with the old counters? Look fun to me. Carver, did you have a problem with the counters? No. I'm really puzzled. The new counters, don't you put those in like for the new year? Maybe they just did it early or something. Is that because of the television network that they do in here that nobody watches? So that they could have on like a really nice network TV set with nice counters or something? Is that what the deal is? I just want to know. Probably. Thanks. Well, I'm glad they got that taken care of. Because they really are nice. Have you noticed how nice they are? They're like a baby's ass. I don't go in there. These are the nicest counters ever. They've done a great job, the powers that be around here, of putting in new counters. Do you remember when they used to have counters, Mafia, that I wiped off with a disinfectant rag every day before I did the show because I thought I was going to get syphilis? Yeah, a couple years ago. that was It was ugly there. It was ugly, but I, they fixed these. They made these really nice. Good job by them. I really think that's a really good job. Uh, Kane in D.C. here on CBS Sports Radio. Scotty Perel, sick of dude. Oh, check out it. Let me get it. Let, let me get it. Let me get a. Uh, let me get a shot, Scotty. Can we get him a shot of beer? Shot of beer. Shot of beer. Shot of beer. Shot of beer. Puke. There you Man, go. that stand. That stand guy was really weird. I mean, what? What? A absolute. You know what? I, I can't even think of a of a description to describe that guy because that is just. I hope that was some. Some kid who just did that just to be funny. Wow. And I hope that when you go on vacation, Scott, I hope you take a million pictures of them, and I hope you post them all on every single uh, 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 social media. Yeah, I just uh, I just don't get it. Like I, it's so funny to me when people like get mad at me when I take off or something. Like I'm not entitled to have a few days off here and there. Like I, I you know, it's funny. I said something about I did 45 straight weeks this year, and no one ever said a word about how great it is that I'm always here while everyone else is off, you know, gallivanting with their fat asses on their vacations all the time. I got people around here that do play-by-play. I got people around here that, you know, just constantly uh, never here. Just con- Television shows, celebrity, everyone's a celebrity around here. They're always off doing something and not at work. And then they get these fill-ins to do it. And then I'm always here. And no one ever says anything. And then when I do take off, the boss has the gall to tell me he's got a problem with the days I take off. When I take them. Like, it's so funny to me. I can't win. I can't win. Mafia, do me a favor. Can I just work in 2020? I want to do every single day and never have a day off the entire year. Because I can't please anybody around here. I can't win with the fans. I can't win with the suits. I can't win with anybody because I'm not allowed to take off any time because I'm such an asshat. Can you schedule me for the entire year not to ever miss a show? I can, but your wife will not be happy. But I haven't missed a show here in seven years, so do you think that maybe I should start missing shows? No. So why not schedule me to do every single show? And, uh, Kane, I got ten seconds. What did you want to say bad about Mitchell Trubisky? Because I have nothing good to say about him. That he should have never been drafted in the third round. should have been drafted in the sixth round, and he should be on somebody's, uh, somebody's, uh, uh, Arena uh, League uh, team. He should be an Arena League quarterback. Do they still play uh, Arena League? I think they just went bankrupt, didn't they? 
Yeah, I think so. I don't watch arena football. I watch Premier League football. Badasses that they are. It's Pharrell on a bench. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.